Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here, and congratulations, boys. We did it. We're to episode 200. <laughs> I don't know if that's a wee thing, but good job, Pete. Also, <laughs> we got the band together. The boys the are back in town. The boys are back in town. Got the band back together. <laughs> yeah, so we got a full cast. We got, uh, of course, Dixon's on there because wouldn't be the same without Dixon singing uh, In the Arms of an Angel. And then <laughs> we got Chris Leppard. Somehow we uh, strong-armed him to come back on. And then we went almost to the old original cast, but we got John Stokes on with Woo! us what episode did i start like 15 or something yeah you came on kind of somewhere around there somewhere like in the 20s i think 15 20s i don't know it was I, I was like ago. i was like hey john we need somebody else who knows what uh what we're talking about because chris just <laughs> chris un would fly off the handle sometimes hard I mean, to get like, back on track it was I like funny. that you went and got a new and approved chris <laughs> oh oh yeah like super improved because like it went from- better <laughs> Like, you and his great company, but when it comes to gaming, I was like, why? Why would you, like, put yourself through this? You're just going to get mad. (laughs) That was the thing. He was the, because, you know, I I get mad about stuff, but, man, it was always hilarious getting Chris spun up about stuff. That was the best that he brought to the the podcast. Yeah. If you're wondering why it's called Rage Quit Wire, go back, listen to some of those old episodes of Guild Ball. Just... Mm random things especially when farmers were just disgusting oh my god and man, oh, fuck you pete <laughs> <laughs> i play farmers it's okay i mean you were nice. you were the, the same, first faction i picked up it's literally <laughs> the exact same type of person like pete hasn't changed that much he bandwagons and goes to different factions left and right it's true but i always come back to the bayou there's always that <laughs> that's true that's true you convinced me the bayou was fun that's right. Yeah. So Bayou is a whole Stokes bunch of... like, what's, no, 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 what's no. the Bayou? Stokes, Stokes. Bayou. Are we going to Louisiana? <laughs> no, 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 check it out, check it out. It's literally gremlins that are hillbillies and do stupid crap while getting drunk. It's literally what the Bayou is. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say if, if John played sure. if John played Malifaux, he would get drunk as gremlins. That's for sure, 100%. I mean, I, I see... Mean, I've been known to get drunk. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I see... John probably more as an Arcanist player, to be honest. That's fair. John's like, I, I know some of these words. I, I don't know if that's an insult or not. But <laughs> no, it's not an insult. They're very, I know words. They're very precise and tricky. That's what it is. They're but, very precise uh, and tricky. Okay. Before we get too much into this on the 200th episode, we are going to talk with some of the old, some of the new, and some of the current. And, you know, we're going to talk about the podcast in general over 200 episodes. We are going to talk some Malifaux to confuse John. We are going to reminisce about the death of Guild Ball, probably. And then we have probably about a dozen questions we got from people on Discord that just have some random, like, hey, you guys have been gaming for a while. You started doing the podcast, and that brings a different perspective. What do you think about all this stuff? So we'll answer those. But before we get into it, got some exciting news for the 200th episode. We do have 
Weird hooked us up and they actually gave us two boxes that we're going to give away. They're actually those fancy, uh, I don't know, what do you what do you call those dicks in those fancy sculpts with the alternate iconic iconic sculpts for we have uh, we did the dreamer one and we have I guess the other one's a weird lady J kind of one. Yep. So yep. we have those two iconics that we're going to give away. Wait, is it the dreamer that's in like the cart? Yeah. Or that's, okay. Yeah, it looks yeah, cool. Buddy. So we're gonna, we're giving those away because Weird gave those to us uh, kind of as a hey, good job with the 200th episode. So we're gonna give those away to two people, and we're gonna do that through the YouTube. So when you guys uh, see this episode release, go ahead and check out the YouTube channel. There'll be a video there saying like, hey, here's what the boxes are. Here's how you kind of enter to win. And then finally, Chris will remember. When we went to Captain Con for the content creators tournament, they gave us that sick little voodoo doll. I'm also going to give away my voodoo doll to a oh, person wow. as well. Yeah, you can see it up there. It's pretty sick. So I'm going to give that away too just because appreciate everybody listening to us for so long. I don't know how we're still uh, making content 200 episodes down, but that's how we're going to reward the people. I'm not even going to plug all the stuff on how to support the podcast because – I don't care. It's, it's, you know, you can find it in the show notes. I'll plug it next episode. Don't even You've care. already blown my mind with this, like, YouTube channel and all this. What are you, like, a professional now? What the hell has changed? Yeah, I get, I get paid just enough to keep things running. <laughs> he's, pret- he's pretending to be a professional. <laughs> this is supposed to be a money pit. What has changed? <laughs> it basically still is. It's just yeah. I have weird kind of giving me stuff to give away sometimes. That's cool. That's about yep. it. Yep. Yeah, they even gave us an affiliation link. I'm not going to plug it because it's in the notes, but you basically you can buy stuff and it'll send some to us to buy more stuff to give away. So there we are. But let's get into kind of the nitty gritty about it. So we started this podcast. So just so everybody knows, here's how the podcast kind of started evolving, right? So Chris, Ewan, and I started it. We were angry. And basically, we, we were playing Guild Ball and we were tired of listening to the Chicago meta tell everybody how to play Guild Ball. So I was like, you know what? I don't even know who these guys are, but let's talk about Guild Ball. So Chris and I started it. Some people thought we were dumb, which was cool. We got probably about 17 downloads on the first episode. (laughs) And it it started growing. People thought, you know, Chris and I were funny. And then eventually we brought Stokes in because we knew Stokes from a lot of the local tournaments, like in North Carolina, Greenville, Atlanta. And turns out Stokes and I like drinking beer. So that was a lot of fun. I thought uh, I was the, there just to piss Chris off. That too, man. Like sometimes <laughs> you'd, you'd get Chris with these little maneuvers and he'd just fly right off of freaking oh. handle. Um, so we got Stokes on. Stokes probably stayed on until they killed Guild Ball and a little bit of God tier we did. And mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Uh, I still went up occasionally, I think once to do a Middle Earth tournament, which was really fun. That was a cool game. And then finally found the game that I like most after Guild Ball was Malifaux. And that's when I kind of transitioned into bringing Chris and Dixon on. So that ended up happening pretty recent. And then Chris had some personal stuff uh, happen in his life, but also he got pissed off at all the titles and some of the busted stuff. So Chris was like, I'm taking a break. And that's where we are now. It's Dixon and I kind of running the show and Chris, uh, Chris just kind of trying to figure things out. Yeah, <laughs> Nick no, said, my, I, don't, I don't blame you, Chris. Yeah, my I mean, Burns just burned out a lot of players, myself yeah. included, for like a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It, I mean, it threw so much, and it's just, it's so much. Just so, to throw it so I got And then 
GT3. It's just, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. No, so I, I got a question for Chris, and then it'll come back to Stokes, actually. So, Chris, somebody specifically asked you, and it was our boy Clay. He said, what would make Chris play Malifaux again? Uh, GG4, more than likely. Okay, so you just, so you can deal with the power creep. You just specifically hate this GG. Yeah, I, just, I really did not like this GG. I just, it doesn't fit my play style. Just so you know, Stokes, GG's just, the gaining grounds is like the, uh, oh. the win conditions of, yeah. uh, of of the season, of the, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, actually, it's the perfect way. It's seasons in Gilbo. Literally the exact yeah. same thing. There they change the name <laughs> gotcha. more that in Gilbo, like in Gilbo, you know, you have to score and they only Damn. change like a few slight things. In Malifaux, it's more like how you get actual points changes with every GG. Okay, so, and I, I don't know. I was really happy with GG2. Yeah, you were rocking it. I didn't, I didn't know how happy I was with GG2 well, what don't you like GG3 about? What don't you out. like about this one, Chris? I, uh, it just felt like, um, and I think Dixon, you said this uh, a while ago, it just feels like you're bashing each other's heads in the the whole game and that's just every single one of the scenarios is just ah let's go bash our heads in you gotta bash your head in in certain areas uh and i I mean i i understand there are i'm sorry dixon it's okay i understand there are ways to win without bashing but the the most obvious way to to win is bashing in heads yep and actually it's kind of funny with pete because uh, they, they, they change it from bashing each other's heads in the middle of the table in GG1 to kind of like sprinkling out how to get points in like clever ways all over the table. And then in GG3, they just change it back to, okay, you don't have to cut, bash your heads in the center of the table, but you have to bash <laughs> your head in like this corner over here, this Somewhere. Corner over here. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere you're going to bash your heads I in. Just it, recently it does force the fight a lot. Yeah, I just spent a game literally running away from Pete, and I barely won so is it possible to win a game without bashing your heads yes but it was not easy at all <laughs> so john kind of part of the reason chris isn't playing Malifaux right now is just this kind of power creep so Ugh. i know you were playing middle earth i know you're kind of getting maybe into Shatterpoint, which is a new star wars kind of skirmish game i mean what first off what game are you playing now and the game you are playing have you seen power creep or anything like that <laughs> Let me disappoint all you miniatures players. Um, I've been playing card games, like Arkham Horror card game. Really into it right now. The deck building. It's fun. Yeah. Campaign. Um, no tournament scene. Uh, not really any miniatures at all. I mean, Middle Earth's I've what I've played the Frost most. I've been I haven't no tried shit. that. You know, we're, we're super, we don't have many groups of the way as miniatures around here. I mean, there's a little bit of 40K, but it's okay. not the town for miniatures right now. Gotcha. Hopefully Shatterpoint changes that. Yeah, I think Shatterpoint is an interesting game because Legion was, it's okay. Like, it's a little clunky, kind of the dice kind of suck in it. But I think Shatterpoint's going to be, I'm kind of like, I hope it's kind of a chill version of like Malifaux where it's it's skirmish-based, you have a leader or a sub-leader, you pick kind of mini troops, and then you kind of go fight it out. Yep. And I think that'll be really cool. I, I gotta look into that because like I do keep track of all the games like uh, War Machine I did for a while. Every now and then I check on it just to see if it still has a pulse. Forty K is going through a tenth edition now, and so on and so forth. Like I have many many games that I'm keeping track of. Right, sure. uh, card games. One of the card games that I love playing back in the day I still keep track of, which is Android Netrunner. If I don't know if 
any of you have ever heard of that game. Nope. <laughs> and Magic and Hearthstone and Legends of Runeterra. So, a lot of games is my answer. Sure. I want to like Hearthstone. It's just really involved. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. I feel like you have to There's pay to play. There's a lot going on. There's a lot more luck involved in Hearthstone, though. So if you just want to let Jesus take the wheel, that's the perfect game for you. So, Chris, what are you currently playing right now? Uh, yeah, I've been playing Frosthaven every other week, every other weekend with a group of buddies of mine. Um, Pete never showed very much interest in playing Gloomhaven, so I had to find other people. My invitation got lost in the mail, so... Yeah. Um, so Frosthaven every other weekend, and then I've just been doing PC games. Yeah, I mean, we were going to do a little more Age of Sigmar, but... I, it's just so important to have like a organizer for your area. And if somebody's just kind of an a-hole, it's kind of, it's tough to get into that group. Right. Cause we, we were going to play in some tournaments. Yeah. I want to, I want to tell the story. Can yeah, I go, tell the yeah, story? Go ahead, go ahead. All right. So the story is, <laughs> is I went to the tournament scene over here in Charleston. Um, and there was a lot of people playing and, you know, 12 people playing. I was like, all right, this is awesome. I'm going to have plenty of people to play. And I went and talked to the turn, the DO jake and uh he was like yeah all these guys are regulars who've been doing this for you know a couple of years now it it isn't a small scene it's a pretty good healthy scene so i start picking up age of sigmar stuff i get really excited i fall into nurgle uh, i i did seraphon first because i was able to trade for an army and then um i switched over to nurgle because nurgle just seemed like so cool um played in the tournament the first tournament there was less than the 12 people it was like what was it like eight people in yeah. that first tournament and i was like ah you know it's still eight people it's you know it's no big deal but um one of the players was a super toxic player who the entire time was just telling me what i could and couldn't do and how my stuff is supposed to operate and what i'm supposed to do and i'm just like i'm a brand new player and this guy's so toxic um he ended up telling me wrong, like the wrong stuff for my army. I shouldn't have listened to him because I kind of had a little note, notepad to the side of what to do and kind of how stuff operates. And he's just, you know, that doesn't do that. That doesn't. And he just super toxic player ran right, steamrolled right over me. Just well, and plus the the like faction he played were these huge like giant the, like gargantuans yeah, sons of behemoth yeah deal. and just stomped sons of over this new player just a tough army to deal with and it's just like yeah cool this that was a fun game thanks thanks well, for the I, story, bro. I had a chance like i probably could have come a lot closer than what i did but yet he was a very unhealthy player and then the second tournament comes around and i go up against him again and same exact thing like he is just super toxic and spouting off rules that aren't they don't exist <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah and he was just total a-hole and he's one of those guys who's bruh 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 yeah it's yeah it wasn't it wasn't a healthy environment and uh everybody who played against them is just like i don't want to be here yeah no it's kind of sad when that happens i've seen that in many game systems i'm sorry you had to go through that i know that you you said that you haven't played that many miniature games before i think you played guild ball and then malifaux that was the order no you played warhammer War yeah 
or uh, War Machine Hordes. Okay. And then Guild Ball, and then Malifo. Okay. Okay. So you, that's weird. I guess I thought that you played less games because you didn't know about power creep and stuff like that. When we yeah. Talked. No, I've only been playing for about six or seven years. Yeah, six or seven gotcha. yeah, miniature games for six or seven years. War Machine Hordes is my first one. Wow. Well, so I played Warhammer when I was like sixteen. Right. And bought the starter set, yeah. and we played High Elves versus Goblins. And I actually found the starter set not too long ago, but it was all ruined. All right. So um, what I want to do, though, after Chris was just – and it's just funny, though, because that one – we're going to go through questions, and that's going to be kind of the episode to get it kind of flowing. But I just do want to say it's important to have somebody who can uh, navigate a group and kind of see that happen and be like, okay, we need to – you need to stop. Yeah, well, because as a team, <laughs> and I, I can, I think Stokes especially can can know this from me. But when yeah. I was running an event, I'd be kind of like doing the pairings or stuff, and Stokes would come over nosy because that's what Stokes would do. Right? John's just like, "Hey, uh, we got matched up uh, round three here." He's got a beer in his hand, and he didn't win it. <laughs> and anyway, so I'm pairing uh. people up, and he's like, "Oh, you don't, you don't want to pair those two up because you know it'd be like a really power player versus like a new player. Like John would be like, "Hey, this guy's new in my group. Can you like pair him up with Joe or somebody?" <laughs> For the love of God, please don't stump my new players. Like literally, right. yeah. Yeah. You want to or, encourage growth. I mean, that's how it is. Yeah, and yeah. No, right. I mean, or get him with. Was, get him with like the the new the good players who are going to teach them and like be, yeah. they're going they're going to make sure they win, but they're going to yeah. teach them and make sure they enjoy it and and learn something about whatever army they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, like you you could give like Stokes was a really good player, obviously, but John, I could match you up with a newer player. And, you know, you'd make him feel okay about the game. Like, especially if I gave you that little heads up, like, hey, this guy has, like, five games, you know. Maybe, you know, give him the wink nod, like, hey, maybe let him score, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I have a story because, like, I, I I was not like that guy, Chris, but I did ruin a new player's experience once because I – well, twice. One was in Malifaux, <laughs> and the other time was in uh, – Bragging over here twice. No, no, no. Twice. No, no, because I felt – horrible like the first time i learned after the fact it's like dixon you don't do that because i was like i was like 25 or 26 and bill anderson he literally came up and talked to me about it so he was the basically like john he came up he taught me differently and i was like okay i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna be different right fast forward like nine eight years later and i haven't done it again and i've been good you know and I play against a new player, but the way that they actually paired me up with him, they made it look like he knew what he was doing. And he technically did. And he <laughs> would, would play War Machine. No, no, he would play War Machine, and he set up aggressively to try to assassinate me on turn two. So I, I assassinate him right back. A new player that can pull some tricks is a little different, right? No, but that's um, what happened. I literally, the game ended in like 15 minutes, and he would, was pissed. Would it, su- <laughs> would it surprise anybody if I said the first time the first time I interacted with Dixon at Spring Fling, I thought Dixon was an a-hole? Would that surprise anybody? <laughs> it's 100%. Yeah, that's that's happened multiple times. I'm like, I am well, I think it's because be when you, Well, when you were younger, especially Dixon, you weren't as, uh, I guess hand-holding like you were a little more abrasive and then two i think your your i guess your language barriers were worse back then because somebody would try to explain something and you'd start getting aggressive sometimes when you had to over explain something or if you felt like they were questioning like you didn't know what you were doing because clearly most of the time you do 
Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. Growing pains. I'm not... But know. then I met you at SteamCon, and I had a blast playing against you. Oh, thanks. I was like, oh, you're like a, you're like a uh, you know, Puerto Rican Chris. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that, that with John, I mean, most of the time also, because Bill was good about, like, giving me, like, a pregame, uh, like, pep talk. So I was, like, pumped most of the time whenever you guys uh, played against me. So I'm sorry if I was a jerk to you, too, John. <laughs> Stokes doesn't care. He was used. To, he's used to playing people like like Jake Smith. Jake Jake would real like man. If if you got Jake pissed off in the middle of a game, it was pretty uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, I did all the time because I, I love Jake, but I am undefeated against Jake. Well, yeah, because you probably tournament. used to piss him off on purpose. I bet. <laughs> and that included in like MCP tournaments. The one time I played him MCP. I didn't play much. I beat Jake, and I was like, he was so fucking mad. <laughs> uh, that's a, actually, that's a game that I, I I wish more people had played in my area because I had a lot of fun. I hated it for tournament play, but like for funsies, it was an awesome game. All right, let's start. Let's start cranking through these questions. Uh, if if you don't have an answer, or if you uh, you you can just sit there silent and drink like John is, that's fine. <laughs> but if you do have one, don't feel uh, scared to pipe up here. But one thing that, you know, we all been on the podcast for at least, you know, X amount of dozen, two dozen, three dozen, 200 episodes. So what is the game you have enjoyed talking about the most on the podcast? So out of all the games that you've talked about, been on this podcast, what's the one that you most enjoyed? And me personally, it's it's Guild Ball, 100%, no 100%. question. Mm-hmm. That's just, where all the drinking was. Well, it's drinking. It had this sports vibe, so there was a lot of you know crap talking going back and forth. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of the guilds in that game were like so tightly like close in like power. Like if you got to the top to the bottom, yeah, there was a bigger difference. But really, any faction could win if you had a good player running it, with the Not exception of. I was gonna say, with the exception of rat catchers, before they got a boost. Yes. Well, rat. There was two. There was another one. I can't remember what the second one was, but I remember it was rat catchers and one more guild. We were like the bottom garbage. Uh, all the minor, most of the minor guilds when they came out were like. Hot except for miners, garbage. the minor minor guild. Except for the fucking miners, didn't you? Wait, didn't you jump on those, Pete? I did. Oh, yeah, for the volley warm up. <laughs> yeah, I played against Pete. If I remember correctly. Uh no, not not with the miners now. I lost I, I, played you with I lost the, I lost the Glenwood with the Oh uh, that's right. I miners. played against Glenwood because you lost like I was counting on yeah. that I was gonna be playing. We would have played if I would have beat Glenwood. Yeah. And then I played against Glenwood and I don't know what happened. I remember that I got mad at the end. Oh, it was something about like he needed to hit two sixes on like six or seven dice and he hit it. And yeah. I just lost my shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, that doesn't sound like oh. you. There was a there was a lot of people losing their shit in Guild Ball too, more than any well, other. Well, dude, it's like sports, right? There's just some moments, and then the surrender cobra would like come out when you lost. I've yeah. seen John throw his hat so many times playing Guild Ball. <laughs> oh, birds fly south. My hat was like four tables away. <laughs> I was fucking hammered. <laughs> but, but when you have, but also we all our tournaments were at freaking breweries, so. Yep. And you got more dice for buying beer. Well. Yes, I remember dice. that. Oh my god, I remember that. I have so many that different so colored fun. dice. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because literally at that at the brewery, I dude, I I got like two full sets. It was crazy. <laughs> 
the good days of guild ball. Uh, Chris, you're, you're a non guild ball guy. Is, is your favorite thing to talk about? I hated it. It's funny. I hated guild ball. So tell, tell everybody why you hate guild ball. Really so much. bad experiences with guild ball. Yeah. So why I hate guild ball so much is I did a demo against Chris Yoon and he got <laughs> a little bit aggressive and decided to like stomp my face into the ground when it comes to the demo and I'm like, what are you doing? I just want to know how to play. And he's not showing me anything. He's just running the table. That was mistake like, one. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't think Chris is like a, a I al- demo You always person. let the people, the person you're demoing win. That's T.O. organizer, rule number one. You it's 1.0. Yeah, it's rule one. Like, I handhold yeah. the ever living crap out of my players, but I don't oh, necessarily absolutely. let them win. I want them to you- know that there are different ways to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Ewan is the guy where you don't put him against your new guys because yes. he's not going to teach them shit. Exactly. He's not. If they do anything good, it's because his dice but fucked up. There was a funnier <laughs> reason why Chris didn't play Guild Ball. And then Ball. the second time that I played, it was in a tournament. Pete was like, hey, you should come out of the tournament. It's a good way to learn how to play. You got a lot of nice people. So I'm like, all right. And the first person that I go against, what's the dude's name? Jeremy? Yeah, and he was, I'm pretty sure he was stoned out of his mind. He was stoned <laughs> out of his mind. What was it, like an hour and a half timer or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. He took an hour and 20, I got like 10 minutes worth of play. <laughs> he took an hour and 20 minutes it was before of the clock, hour and a half game. It was before clocks were really starting to be used in Guild And Ball. I'm like, I've activated two characters, Pete, what the hell? Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. So, but obviously not Guild Ball. What's the game that you've enjoyed talking about the most on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Malifaux for me. I uh, I enjoy talking strategy and theory, game theory, stuff like that. It was it was a lot of fun. Nice. Absolutely. So you're saying once we get a new gaining grounds, I can fly you out into a Midwest tournament and you would play? Yeah, I... Uh... I'm really hoping the next Gaining Grounds has a lot wider variety of how to play the game. As of right now, it's the Power Creep. John is just nasty. They came out with uh, a second master for every master in the game. And then now they're also launching it's like, some it's like new ex- It's like another captain. It's like when Guild Ball I don't care. I don't care, but if you're flying people out to play in tournaments, I'm in. All right. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what Pete said. I'll fly you out I'll to the Midwest. I'll fly you out there. Hey, yep. I'm, flying, <laughs> I'm flying my mom out to help us like unpack and stuff. So. No, no. Not, not, I don't want manual labor. I just want to drink and play in, <laughs> play in some tournament. Sure, yeah. We can do that. Sure, I'll take some of that action. I'll take a flight. For, I tell you what, we, if we all do Shatterpoint, we'll start throwing Shatterpoint events together in, uh, in Wichita. I'll fly everybody out. Hey, I just looked up Shadow Shatterpoint. It looks like fun. It looks, it looks sick. Like a lot of fun. It yeah. looks I sick. I have to take uh, a look at this game. High hopes. I'm gonna do that right now. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I just hope they change it up. They spice it up a little bit. Give me a little bit of way to win because I mean, it's, some of those matchups are just god awful. Okay, so what's a game that you don't play anymore, but wish you did, and why? <laughs> I think we already hit this one on with at least some of us with, uh, with Guild Ball. No, Honestly, dun- Dungeon Mayhem. There you go. You don't play Dungeon Mayhem anymore? <laughs> no, I haven't played that in a while. We literally had people over, and they were playing it uh, at my house at the Going Away Party. Oh, man, I just thought about it because we were thinking about tournaments. Dungeon Mayhem. Dude, you Mayhem. remember Spring Fling getting drunk and just passing the cards around? Just, yeah, just over and over again. Up, oh, you lost, your out. Boom, next person <laughs> in. <laughs> now, going... You, wait, you brought out Dungeon Mayhem after I left? Yeah. 
Because we were playing Farkle when I'm out. Yeah, they, yeah, they busted out Dungeon <laughs> Ma'am. You should have stayed that, longer. That game, it was like one of the easiest sells in Ehoza. So, I literally would just like break out the cards and be like, "Do you want to learn?" It takes like a minute. I do have a sh- <laughs> I do have a story to. So we were drinking pretty hard at Spring Fling playing this game, right? So we were drinking beers and all this other crap, and there was like, I don't know, there had to be like six to eight of us just playing this game and drinking. Any who's he what's it? Freaking Bryce from Steamforge was at that tournament. And, you know, we're pretty getting pretty drunk playing this game. And he comes in. We start kind of BSing. Well, John decides to shit talk this guy. (laughs) And he's like, because, you know, John's the kind of guy where he's like, hey, you know, have a beer. Come on. Yeah, let's, you know, get a drink. And, you know, this is a Scottish, you know, developer, Bryce. And he's like, what do you got there? He's like, tea. He's like, what What do you mean tea? I thought you were Scottish. Oh, I called him passively Scottish because his nickname was uh, aggressively Scottish or whatever on Longshanks. Okay, passively Scottish. <laughs> but but I didn't realize he was jet lagged because he was like supposed to be in bed five hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I tell you yeah. what, a game I actually kind of I would probably play if I wasn't such a spiteful person sometimes. But I'm trying to change that. Is I actually kind of like God Tier. God Tier was kind of okay. a fun little game. It no. was all right. I'm probably the only one. I said a fun little game. Machine. I didn't say it was the best game in the world. I, think I still have all that stuff, or did I? I don't think you were able to sell it because people stopped playing it. I mean, that, I think I have it still. That's literally why I was like, War Machine is the only reason I had to like give away the last like a hundred dollars worth of minis because like nobody wanted it. I was Dude, like, fuck this. You're, you're you actually kind of right there. I think Chris might also be this way. Uh, the second edition of, uh, War, of Machine. War Machine was pretty tight. It was literally the best tournament experience I've ever had. Like, And I love Malifaux because of the, the card mechanic. I love it more. But tournaments in War Machine were the greatest tournament experience I had. Pretty cutthroat, though. War exactly. Machine's pretty cutthroat. Yeah, exactly. especially, you remember that one that one experience that I had where it was a new, the, the guy was like, it's the first time I've played. And then after he kicked my ass with you know, and I was playing the witches. After he kicked my ass, he was like, "Oh, I meant this is the first time I played in this edition." <laughs> he lying sacred crap. No. Yeah, pretty much. I was no. like, dude, I I asked you how how. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah, it was cutthroat. I mean, literally the the guy that I, I was saying about the game. Uh, I don't remember how many tournaments I had at that point in time, but like, they had told me it's like, dude, this guy has been like assassinating the, the opponent and like turn two like they were like literally lifting him up and I finished the game the guy is like livid outside of the store angry and talking shit and I'm like what happened he's like bro that was his first tournament game I'm like you guys have been giving me shit this entire time that's a poor man's first game <laughs> so, dude I uh <laughs> I top of turn two assassinated uh what was the druid faction in uh, Horus? Circle of Ouroboros? Circle, yeah. Circle. The dude brought the big phoenix, and he loaded up with the... Uh, or, I guess, it, no, it was bottom of one. The lightning phoenix. <laughs> yeah, and he loaded it up with uh, Fury or whatever, and then I came in, and I literally... I was like, I need boxcars to get this, but you're going to beat me. Like, I, it was not a good matchup, and I rolled boxcars, and I was like... You lucky looks... <laughs> Like okay, like I, I, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> Guys, that was the Nick. only, that was uh, the only cool thing about War Machine and Hordes is you could be losing, but if you could pull off that assassination yeah. and kill the master, it was bottom yep. of one, yep. dude, bottom of yep. one. Like he, he went up too far, and I was Grimkin, and I used a Cage Rager to go 
to spike through. Yes. And I was like, I need boxcars to kill you, and I rolled boxcars. Yeah. No, he. I had okay. two rolls. Okay. Like I could have rolled, yeah, and gotten it, but I rolled boxcars the first time, and Nick was just like, "Good game," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." I mean, I didn't sorry. mean to do that. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Like you win games like that all the time in War Machine. But it was bottom of one, dude. Bottom of one. That was my game with the guy too. Remember, 15 minute game. Bottom of one because he moved aggressively with I forgot the guy from Menoth that knocks everybody down. He moved aggressively to then knock me down on turn two, and I was playing uh, dwarves uh, from um, mercenaries. And the only thing that he knew because after that we talked about it like a year or so later, is like everybody told me that mercenaries were garbage, and then I play against you, and I'm like, well, mercenaries are garbage unless you play the op- the op stuff, and then you can win. Yeah, there's like two two caster, two master. So, what you call the casters, yeah, yeah two yeah. casters that uh, were just ungodly. I played him with uh, actually with Gordon, who was considered mid tier, but I was playing the Earthshaker, the Earthbreaker. I think it was the Earthbreaker, which is a giant like crab looking monster. Is that the one that shot the torpedoes? That's exactly what it is. I'm surprised and you guys still remember all these terms. Bruh, I literally charged <laughs> my own model, gripped all of his models, put them all into a clump, and just shot every single fucking shot into See, it with the earth shake. When, and then he's just like, he was pissed. When War Machine started <laughs> looking like 40k, I had to stop playing it. It's like, there's too many like gargantuans, there's too many like big tank things. It's like, I want a skirmish based game and... That's what Ma- that's what War Machine kind of started off as. If you were did. good, you didn't see gargantuans or colossals. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I really then, didn't. <laughs> Pete's right. They started coming out with uh, battle engines. Yeah. Like every faction and, got and a like battle terrain engine. Features yeah. and then you and saw two of them. Every every faction, and then the, yeah, because was, it was there was only one battle engine that was good, and you would see two of them in every list on that. But like battle engines, for the most part, like ninety nine percent of battle engines and uh, big monsters were garbage. So what is, and I asked you guys this, and actually, I don't, I don't know if Chris, you thought about this any, but what, what is your favorite episode we ever did and why on the podcast, either recording or you like listening to it or something? Didn't put enough thought into it. Yo, that's sad. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't made aware of this to prepare. Um, that's okay. Well, that's fine. Just you think th- about it. You think about it. Dixon, you go first. Mine was, uh, we recently did an episode on Tall and Pandora. And honestly, uh, I just love how we talked about them, too, because it felt like we were talking, like, we're proud parents talking of our children. I Literally, I was like, I lost all three games, and I got my ass kicked, and I was still like, my God, this is amazing. I love everything that happened here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, yeah. Stokes? The Festivus for the rest of us. Remember the Christmas episode? The airing of grievances. <laughs> the airing of the grievances, where we just got to bitch about each other. <laughs> God. This is actually the first year I didn't do an airing of grievances. Just oh, boo! I was kind of like You're getting soft I, I, in your old age. I am, man. I'm trying. I found Jesus. What can I say? I mean, you also <laughs> have like good stuff happen to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, stuff like that. There was other things going on, but um, yeah, the airing of grievances was was always <laughs> awesome. Plus, it just it always felt right with like you, me, and Chris doing it because we had strong feels about stuff. I think we, um, ended up, we ended up ganging up on you in a little bit. Yeah, well, and not not to bash on Dixon, but Dixon's generally pretty positive about things. Like he'll tell you if something's like wrong. Yeah. But a lot of times you don't get like the I want to you know break things kind of Dixon. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, my my stuff is I've only like, seen that like twice I think from Dixon. I'll be like this is shit, but I won't be like angry about it. It was just like I'm talking about it as if it's just straight facts. 
and it doesn't have the same weight as like when Chris oh, would say, this the, is shit. The old, it was like, you know, the, it was anger in his voice. The last time I heard Dixon get upset is when I killed something that barely came out of his deployment zone. And I was like, Dixon, why'd you move it out of your deployment zone? He's like, yeah. I barely moved it. <laughs> I remember going to area of grievances like, oh, I'm, let me pound a beer real quick. I'm fired up for this fucking, let's, let's go. <laughs> We're going to we, fight. <laughs> so, and we also, I feel like when we recorded, when it was Chris, John and I, we really didn't care. Like we said a lot of things that probably would not be socially acceptable now. <laughs> <laughs> it was only three years ago. <laughs> that shows you a lot where we come, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of cussing. <laughs> yes. And I've, I've done pretty well reducing that in the last year i'd say my favorite episode i i had three that kind of stood out to me so one was the carolina beer conference that's when like a bunch of us got loaded up so it was like me chris un john we had like uh, knox from north carolina come down we had joe there we had like a bunch of people it was like six or eight of us and we just got drunk put the mic in the middle of the table and we just bs'd for like an hour that's probably you like the, impromptu the listeners. That had to be the listeners' least favorite episode. I don't even know, know if I listened to it, but I'm sure it was a clusterfuck. I did. I didn't, and I I edited it, and I don't think I listened to it. I was just like, just let it run, just let it rip. Yep. And so that was one of them. The other one was the uh, International Podcast Day. That's when I did uh, a giant two episode uh, recording with the Harlefo guys who are British. So they're just hilarious. So I love that. And then the last one was when Chris and I did an episode with Craig Shipman and we basically just talked about games and, and that was a pretty cool one too. So enjoyed those three immensely. Yeah. Still nothing. Chris. Um, mine would probably be one of the post tournament reviews where we got to talk about tournaments. I don't remember exactly. You, you what do you, like talking about tournaments, I, but I really enjoyed talking. That's about why I need Chris doing so. tournaments again, because those are always fun here. And Chris, like, not, I mean, there's some things that Chris like overly says are busted that aren't, <laughs> but it's always fun to just hear Chris analyze like where he thinks a moment in a game kind of went, you know, went south. Okay. And it's just like, ooh, that that was bad. Well, was bad. I actually have to say, I am sorry, Chris. You were right. Everything for the most part in Explorer sucks, big floppy donkey dick, and yeah. and I apologize because I gave him shit for it. And then I played Explorers, and then I was like, oh my god, this this sucks. This just feels it's terrible. Not, it's not in a good spot. Bro, I play Apex I, I ha- Obviously, I haven't been following it. You so I, want I to listen now. to the episode of Apex versus Barbaros. A henchman beat my ass so bad, and I had no way to survive it. Like it, you, yeah, it you're going right. to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> That's why on the new intro, Chris is on there saying... Explorers deserve this. No. I <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, love it. Uh, so next question. This one's actually kind of interesting. I'm, I'm kind of curious what you guys think about this. So it says, what skill do you think you've improved on the most in starting the podcast? It could be game related or not. Um, me personally, as far as improved skills, I think being able to analyze game mechanics and models has gotten a lot better when I first started this. It was just purely the feels, like, this feels busted, this feels that way. I don't care if it's good or not, actually, but this is how I feel about it, right? Whereas now I can look at something and be like, 
yeah, that number seems a little high, or, you know, that's too many dice to be rolling for this model. You know, it just, that yeah. seems good. So I feel like that was something that I've probably gotten better with since I've been doing this podcast. Hmm. And that, that equated to you going over and playing some Age of Sigmar with me, and you're just like, yeah, I know these cannons are busted. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Feels welcome, really good. Hey, welcome this to the GW Games. That's literally GW Games forever. That's always been yeah, that Yeah, about I had heard right? that over and over and over and i you know i didn't really think about it whenever i was jumping into aos because the models look cool and it's a good it's a good rule book you know it's it's a good system i you know but yeah you're absolutely right when their new stuff comes out it's i mean gw was my first gaming company so like it's basically the gateway drug for every single person that wants to play minis yeah so i i don't hate them but every single time I look at their armies and I and I want to play, I'm just like, eh, this is like 80% list making and then 20% just like, just robot playing the game over and over again. Because that's all you do. You literally just like push things after like you make the list. You spend like 80% of the time making the list and then you just like beep, boop, move model, beep, boop, move model, <laughs> roll dice. What about you? It doesn't, it doesn't translate well to your you're theory crafting on making the list because when you actually put it on the table yeah and one thing goes wrong it's just mm. i mean i guess it's because i played the game for damn long i i had like over eight years of playing the game and five of those were spent competitively so in my so case yes it I, was i would like say that. that if i had to guess i would say that uh playing tabletop or being on a podcast has helped john stokes uh I don't know, drink more craft beer? <laughs> no, Be more man. sociable? I'm into the cocktails right now. We're into the, into the hard stuff. <laughs> Changed well, my life. You were really chill, though, like like in groups. So I would say that was like the biggest thing. You were like a, it, a I feel like it did butterfly. open. I, did, I feel like it did force John to open up a little bit more. He was definitely, you're, you're a pretty big introvert. Like, not that you're like scared to talk to people. You just don't want to. <laughs> yeah <laughs> good answer I, yeah. Think, I think the same could be said for me because i don't true. I didn't, yeah war machine hordes god i i wasn't a huge talker i just be there in the tournament yeah. and play and enjoy it but yeah my biggest this skill, has brought me out of my shell yeah my biggest skill has probably been trying to get people into the game i've, I've gotten better and better at trying to give demos i try to teach people the game uh, just recently, I had a game against a gentleman from Portugal in Vassal. And, like, we played, and it was just, yeah, he, he enjoyed it. He loved both crews. He, I played Seamus. He played uh, Misaki, and he had a blast. Which Seamus? I played Seamus 1. Uh, he wanted to see how, how the core box played, so I played the core box. And he said the rotten the same thing that we're all going to learn after a while. He's like, the Rotten Bells didn't look like they were doing much, but Seamus was super awesome. And I was like, that's exactly how you're going to feel when you play the game. Trust yep. me. <laughs> yeah, and I would say I, you know I love Seamus too though, so good. Yeah, so I was fun. telling Dixon that I was like, oh yeah, Chris was starting to do some dirty things with those undead models. And I would say, just overall as a podcast, I feel like we've also just done a better job quality wise, considering that you know we used to we started off recording this on an actual like recorder that you could hold in your hand, and then you know we would record in place, so we would like have the same like earphones, and we had one mic. And then eventually we started doing stuff through like Skype where we do Skype calls and then I'd record it on my end. And eventually we got to the point where we could do this on, you know, Squadcast and that makes it a lot easier. So 
And then just editing. I feel like I try to make the editing sound good. So I actually take time to get the little blips and stuff out of there a lot of the times and take the BS comments out of there that don't need to be there. Um, But I feel like it also gives you kind of a good overview of gaming in general, which kind of leads to the next question. What advice would you give to somebody starting tabletop games? So I know, I know you, John, yours might be like, well, there's not a lot of tabletop going on right now. So maybe play, play board games, I guess. I, I don't know. No, yeah, just uh, find a second job. <laughs> how's the, how's the scene in Asheville? What scene? Oh, I mean the RPG scene. Cause the miniatures, I just don't see miniatures right now. Just nothing's going on. I mean, there's a few Legion players, a few X-Wing players trying to hold on. 40 K has always got it in place, but that's all I, that's all I see. Yeah, um, especially with with me and, and my group playing, you know, Arkham Horror and stuff. Um, Chad, my buddy Chad is trying to bring in D and D onslaught. I don't know if y'all have tried that yet. It's interesting, but mm. I don't think there's a big scene for it. Yeah, um, Asheville's kind of a weird area, just in general, anyways. Yeah, big big RPG town. I mean, D and D's huge around here. A lot of RPGs, but miniatures. Yeah. We've never been able to get anything really off the ground. So, Plus, there's so much right now. There's so many different miniature games. Yep. It's like what, you know, you get two people are playing this, two people yes. playing this, and you don't actually see a lot of it at stores. Like, I think that's also a little bit of uh, the downfall of today's day and age. Is there's just so much available. Like, what is yeah, everyone playing? I would recommend that for a new tabletop player. I would say wherever you live look at what the most people are playing. So like if you have a lot of people, like if you're out West and they're playing infinity or if you're, you know, in a, in a store and they're playing 40 K or if they're playing Malifaux or Bushido or, you know, Battletech, whatever. It's like, I would play the tabletop game that your friends and a big group are playing because to me, it doesn't matter what tabletop game you're playing. It's, do you have an active group? Can you get games in and everything else? So, uh, just shoot the dog, Dixon. Just shoot the dog. <laughs> I've been watching like how quick he is to like get to the new button. No, Dixon says they're wild dogs that just roam around his neighborhood. So like they're roaming around your desk. <laughs> don't don't play whatever Evan is playing. That's my suggestion. Yes. Because you'll only play it for two months. Don't follow the play. Not even just Evan, but that type of player where it's like they bounce from game to game and they can't settle on one. So they get everybody hyped for this one and then they go to the next one, get everybody hyped for that. Uh, yeah, pick somebody who's going to be a constant. Like, this is my game. I like playing it. Yep. And my constant is moving away. Well, sorry, sorry, buddy. What I was going to say is, uh, uh, not not pro Malifaux, but in general, just so you enjoy this. Uh, John Shatterpoint again as another recommendation. You may want to try it. Uh, or Shatter, yeah, Shatterpoint. Forty uh, K is going through a edition change. They're going to lose players at least momentarily, and they're going to start trying different games. I would start looking into that because you may actually just make a community out of nothing in the next like six, seven months. I'm not even joking. This is actually a thing that I've seen in every single edition change for every game. Yeah. The good thing about Shatterpoint is people are always going to flock to Star Wars. Yep. Correct. Yeah. yeah name um, brand. Yeah, I mean, that's why people are playing Legion. I don't think Legion's a great game, but it's You're Star correct. Wars. Yep. I mean, that's what keeps Middle-Earth afloat. I mean, I, I, I watch the both trilogies once a year because I love Lord of the Rings, and that's why I play the game. It's not a great game. I mean, 
But it's fun because it's Lord of the Rings. Oh, let me put my Gandalf on the table and yeah, play with Gandalf. I would say you're right. It it doesn't. It's not. I would say it's definitely not a balanced game and and everything that goes along with that. But what I would say is I do agree, and this is where a game I think a company should focus on is it feels like Middle Earth. Like when you're playing that game, it feels like you're you know in that Middle Earth environment, and that's a win, right? That's why that game's cool. I, I didn't know much about the game, but I was able to play in that tournament up in Asheville, get some beers, and it felt good just chucking some dice and seeing some goofy things happen with, you know, the Iron Hills. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had we had my, my my Moria goblins and the Watcher in the Water against your dwarves just, like, throwing axes oh, and yeah. tentacles and shit. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And that's what you want in a game. So I would kind of steer towards those kind of games where it's like it's a good community, the game feels fun. And, uh, sec, you know, tertiary, I'd probably look at, like, uh, price point. That's the only thing that I think Middle Earth has a problem with. It's a pricey game to get into for a right. fun game. 3D printers, man. 3D printers are going to... I don't I don't know what they're going to do to miniature gaming companies, but I know, I know what I've done with, with a 3D printer. <laughs> Stokes is like, I pay for nothing. <laughs> I pay for yeah. files. Yeah. I mean, I, I also look at games like, can I play this game without a rule book? That's one thing yeah. I don't like. I don't like about 40k. Every time I see people playing 40k, they open a rule book and they talk for 30 minutes about rules. Yep. Eight. Like, I think it was either eight or nine. I'm trying to remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it was nine. So I'm gonna say nine books. Somebody brought nine fucking books to a tournament because they had to go literally well, through all the rules. That's why. Well, War Machine, it would have been like that if their app wasn't so good. I don't, you guys probably remember the app for War Machine. Fantastic yeah. app. World, world, like every single game that I played since War Machine, I compare it to the War Machine app. Because you it, would literally, it would be like, okay, this attack does this, 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 and trample. You're like, oh, what does trample do? You click on it, click it on tells it. you what trample does. So I was there. Yeah, it was good. I was there in the beginning of fucking War Machine app. <laughs> I was there, Gandalf. When the beginning, <laughs> no, bro, bro, like the beginning of the app was such shit. It literally oh, sure. burned through your battery. I'm not joking. Like your phone or your or your iPad. Man, yeah, Dixon, you had to bring old? a charger. I was there. How yeah, old are you? <laughs> yeah, I was there. You had to bring a charger. And if you didn't bring a charger, then you couldn't run the app. <laughs> no, but see, so that was good. Uh, I think Guild Ball was amazing because once you knew the rules, you just needed the cards in front of you, right? And same thing with Malifaux. Generally, once you know the rules, you just need the cards in front of you. Um, so Malifaux is kind of that same way. I love the app in Malifaux. I mean, it literally has all yeah, the rules bad. and everything. The only thing is, it doesn't. I do wish the, you could click on the words and that. it would take you to what it is. It's the only thing that it doesn't do. But honestly, I will rather take the I have to go through the rule book than have to, you know, my battery dies in three seconds. Yeah. So I'm always gonna be pro for that. <laughs> I remember that happening back in the Guild Ball days when people used to try to keep their wounds and shit on the Guild yeah. Ball, like on the and app, then it'd and crash. See their cards, yeah. And then oh, I lost all my health. I think he was at nine. No, the fuck he wasn't. No, he was at fuck three. No. <laughs> or they'd misclick it, and they'd be like, drop that back uh, one or two. Uh, yep, yep. It's got the literally, fat sausage fingers. Yeah, I, I I remember having to, like, I think uh, one of you guys actually lend me the cards, because at one point in time, I needed to have all my cards out, because my opponent, I think it was uh, Jim Morris, Glenwood. Glenwood yeah. asked for the cards. He was <laughs> the only opponent that I ever had that asked me for the cards, and I didn't have them at the time. Yeah, I did both. I had the app and I had the cards. Yeah. yeah. So, because I always did the app, and I did it really fast, so, and I had it right next to my opponent so they could see it. Uh, but it was like, 
the one time that I needed the cards, and I, I remember like a whole bunch of people scrambling to get the cards, and thankfully I had uh, Guild at the time, so it was super easy to find the cards. So, uh, oh, what, I'm sorry, not, what not is Guild. what do you call it? The Union, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yep, Purple Guys Union. So, what is the biggest surprise since being on slash starting the podcast? I'll go first. People actually listening. I think that's pretty cool. People actually <laughs> knowing who I am and talking about me and coming up to me at tournaments and and expressing that they share the same views as me. And people messaging me in Instant Messenger and it, it, you know sharing, hey, you know, I feel the exact same way. What do you think about this? Yeah. Just having honest conversations with people about yeah. the theories that I put out there and you know thoughts that I put out there. Yep. Yep. People actually care what I say. Oh my <laughs> Chris, if you played on Vassal, you will get that a lot more. I'm telling you. I I thank all the listeners. Because like every now and then I I hear it. People are playing with me. I say, like, hey, are you that guy from Rage Quit Wire? And I say, like, yeah. You, thank you for listening. And literally, it happens more often than, than, than I'm like able to even remember. It's just that dumb. And I appreciate it. The best all. thing about starting the podcast is like, People buying you beers at these events is the best. That's for you. Yeah. Like if, if you want to be cool, just buy me some beer. That's messed up. <laughs> that's it. Period. That's messed up. <laughs> no, I mean, because that's what I'm saying. There's nothing like, and I buy, I bought people beers at like Houston was great. Yeah. This is what Nick's saying. Like you can stop mid game and Stokes, you and I do this all the time when we played in tournaments and events. It's like, Hey, let's go get a beer. Let's just take a break right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that really sucks. Was, let's go get one. It was always meet at the in the tailgate of the truck between rounds and talk about how that round went. Yep. yep. Put yep. it on my clock. Let's go get something to drink. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. I, I did that uh, once or twice too because I was like, I need something to drink. Just put it on my clock. Let's just go and get something. Yeah, and that's that's the cool part that I found about you know being on the podcast is obviously you know if somebody buys me a beer, I'm not going to turn it down. You know, I'm <laughs> I'll take a free drink. But you know, also just that camaraderie of people just enjoying. Because that's the reason I started, well, one, was to prove Chicago wrong. But two, was because I like listening to podcasts, mm. and I want more tabletop podcasts that are, that are, well, I don't know if we're good, but, you know, good enough to listen to. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I just, I wanted to do that for the community. I wanted to say, we're going to, every week almost, we're going to put an episode out. It's something you can listen to and enjoy, whether you think we're wrong, right, or you don't know. Hopefully, you enjoy the episodes. Yeah. I, I, some I used to uh, have that fear that I, what I was saying was not entertaining. So I'm yeah, thankful. Yeah, once you let that go, it's up. so much better. Yeah, yeah I'm thankful people yeah. have come up and care about what I say. You say <laughs> that, but like people literally, oh, no. you, they miss you. Like that is a thing. You can look at it in the questions because it's true. People miss listening to you. It's sad that you got burned out. Oh no, that was like there's like two or three questions where it's like, when's Chris coming back? Yeah. When's Chris? Yeah, I'm not even joking. I'm not doing that to make you feel like good. I'm I'm saying that was that was legit. That's just the truth. I I, mean, pre- I appreciate that, everyone. I just needed a break because well, and you got family I stuff. I was You're getting not, my you got family face stuff. stomped, and I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with taking that like break, right? You're like, okay, the game's not at a point I'm enjoying it as much. You know, I got this going on. Let me take a break. I did that for you know almost two months. I was putting out some content, but I really wasn't playing. I. There was like three months there I didn't play a game in Malifaux. Yep. Been a little bit longer than a few months for me. Oh, yeah. yeah almost a year. <laughs> you played I, a game, what, a, a month or two ago I got you to play one? 
I took like an eight-month hiatus. Yeah. So this question, I definitely uh, I want to point towards you, Stokes, because you do have some awesome hobby things going on a lot of times. Like, I can remember you, like, what was it? Was it your... Was it the hunters or the falconers that you had like the dra- like the ice dragon from like Game of Thrones? Oh, this- uh, that was the white my White Walker hunters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the dude, and uh-huh. you like made those ice spears for like Theron and stuff. Yeah, like that was, that was dope pretty cool. As fuck. Yeah. So uh-huh. I was wondering, John, do you have any like hobby things you're doing? Because I know it's hard when you don't have tabletop you're doing but are you painting anything for rpgs or anything no all my all my hobbying right now i got a new job at a new school you know coaching and it's all like all my hobbying is going into like updating locker rooms and stuff right now but sure. when shatterpoint comes it's coming we're getting i'm gonna make those lightsabers glow in the fucking dark somehow <laughs> <laughs> you're my boy blue <laughs> yeah um no, i'm looking John, forward dude, to get John to did some it. crazy like little modifications to models it was always impressive Hell yeah. I always tried doing that and I always failed. Your Kurgan yeah, wasn't just, bad. Let me drill your Kurgan was you really good. good. Yeah, I thought it's your so, Kurgan was pretty decent. By the way, it's one, one of the, the fun most, points about miniatures. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Kurgan say, is one of the best models, by the way, for that keyword and for Neverborn in general. So if you ever come back, trust me, that model is going to be one of your centerpieces. <laughs> so Dixon, I know you're not hobbying a lot, but uh, right. you're gonna you're gonna have to hobby when I get you that Titania. Oh my God! No, don't don't send it! Don't send it! Please don't! I, no, I'm just I'm gonna give it to you when you come out to Houston. Because the thing is, is like, trust me, I do I want it absolutely, but there's nothing in Puerto Rico. I've been trying to start it. My brother and his friends are gonna be able to play it, and then I'll be able to play if necessary. But the chances of that are like almost zero. So I'm sorry, because he lives in in a place that's literally two hours away from here. Oh wow! Well. So. I thought I thought two I can't hours. I thought two <laughs> hours would get you from like one point of the island to the other. Oh no, no, no! Remember, we're bigger than Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. Wait, so. Rhode Island's. <laughs> First of all, not an island. It's I know. Tiny, no, no, for itty, real. Itty. Yeah, I know how small. Ro- yeah, that's that's my point. Uh. Yeah. So we um, we can play once every month. Because he can drive back down sure. here, or I can drive over there, but that's it. It's not, it's not the same. You know how was, it is. I was surprised when I was looking up airline tickets for Dixon. I was like, how many airports are on an island? <laughs> <laughs> yep. If if there wasn't the danger of getting stabbed, I would bring Cassidy down there to visit Dixon. Oh, you're perfectly safe. Trust me, you're perfectly safe. The only thing you have to do is literally not just... go into the bad neighborhoods. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. it. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, you can get away? stabbed anywhere. Yeah, they're like 45 minutes away from all tourist areas. So you're literally in the safest place. That is right, Nick. The same goes for Houston. The same goes <laughs> for Houston. <laughs> don't go into the bad that neighborhoods. Is, dude. <laughs> I live in, Virgi- in northern Virginia, which is like Houston super, is super like affluent, quote unquote. And there is a place in Reston that if you go there, you're going to get shanked. And it's like 20 minutes away from Jose. I wish I was exaggerating. You're 20 minutes yeah, away from getting lived, shanked. Yeah, lived up there. I know, yeah. yeah Do you remember there was that movie back in the day? Um, it was Employee of the Month or whatever. And <laughs> Dane, Dane Cook? Dane man. Cook, yeah. yeah. And there was a scene in there where they're like breaking into a home. And this the little Hispanic dude 
flicks out his like switchblade knife, and the guy's like, "Whoa, whoa! I thought you said you were Mexican, not Puerto Rican." Bro, <laughs> when I was in the army, and in sometimes in the navy, I heard that shit all the time. I was like, "I bet, really, guy? <laughs> really?" Oh, it's so good. Oh, I, I would so say dumb. my hobby goal though is one: I got to paint all those ogres, and I got to pay Chris back for ogres that I thought I paid him back for but didn't so i don't want to be that guy and yeah, I, appreciate, I appreciate that i appreciate you remembering well no you brought it i, I could have sworn i paid but you know I, hey i always pay my debt kind of like a lannister but broke but it's <laughs> so the exact uh, same way you're talking about and then the i got more gremlins to paint so i got to paint more green skin so that'll be fun and eventually i want to paint that uh middle earth stuff too but then the shatter point stuff's coming in so i'm gonna have some of that so yeah yep. didn't you give me a bunch of middle earth then you give me the right are you talking about different Middle Earth? Yeah, stuff? I got different Middle Earth stuff. I got some because remember we'd go to like Atlanta and I'd pick up like a box here and a box there, and so I still have some. And I like the game. Like if I can find people playing it pretty consistently, I'd play it. Um, okay, I mean you're going yeah, near nobody, Iowa if I remember correctly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a lot of hobby stuff. There's always hobby stuff. You you can't just. It doesn't matter if you're like John and not playing. There's, I can guarantee there's a shelf back there with a bunch of crap on it. Oh, I'm still playing Middle Earth. I mean, I got an upcoming tournament like beginning of June. I'm going. To. You still it's going girl, to Tennessee it, for that? Uh, or it's in that one's in Charlotte, but nice. But we're going around to do stuff. I mean, it's it's actually kind of growing. They started a big league that I'm kind of wish I was more a part of, but hmm. like a group is growing, just not Nashville. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So, hey, and this is actually kind of kind of talking about metas so talking about broke games you know chris thinking malfo is a little busted right now there's been times where like guild ball that was a busted there's like a lot of really good stuff kept coming out coming out so how do you guys feel about it when like a meta corrects the errors of the company's way like whether they decide to be like hey you they ban a model saying like hey you can't play this model uh, for Middle Earth, John, it would be like uh, you can't smog play smog. Tom, yep. Or Tom Bombadil. Dude, tell me about how busted Tom Bombadil is because it's hilarious. It's like it's dumb, so it doesn't matter who you got. <laughs> Tom Bombadil walks up to him and just goes no, and like that model can't do shit. You can't hit Tom Bombadil. He just sits there and like, oh, sorry, Aragorn, sorry, Sauron. You just can't do shit this turn. I'm Sauron? Tom Bombadil. So he, he, he doesn't he doesn't win Everybody. You the game. He just stops you from doing things. How yep. many? That's some bullshit. Uh, what's the point? The point sink you got to spend to get him? Is it like non-existent? No, no, it's really not that bad. I mean, he's less than like G- Gandalf. Gandalf would be like kind of a like a mid upper tier hero. I mean, like Smog is seven hundred points, the most expensive. Sauron's four hundred. Tom Bombadil's like one eighty, <laughs> and he just shuts that's, down stuff. Wow, that's fucking. That's <laughs> it's stupid. Just, that's super gross. So Middle Earth has a ban he, on Smog and him. All tournaments are like, don't bring Tom Bombadil don't and Goldberry. You can bring Goldberry with him. <laughs> You're like, yeah. just please be be a kind human being. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, so, but you're okay with that, John, right? The, yes. the group just being like, hey, just don't bring this. Yeah, it, it's a model that's like in the game because it's like fun to have Tom Bombadil because it's such a part of the book. It's iconic, but, yeah. Right, it's not meant for tournament and game, like okay. competitive play. Yeah. I'm 100% for metas correcting issues so because a lot of times larger companies can't get to the issues right fast enough so chris that's exciting that you're you're you know okay with that because they actually just came out with a balance foe so they basically banned a lot of the broken stuff in the malifaux world series yep 
and they made it where you can't bring certain things with certain things. And it's mostly out of the Burns and definitely the Madness book. So, yeah, it actually, people were surprised because Dixon played Rasputina in, in one of the last games we did, which is not an overpowered master by any means. Nah, not in any way. But we had a really good series because it was just a fair game. I played Maw, he played her, and we had some good good back and forth going on yep. between the games. First game I won because he brought the wrong Maw. And then second and third game he won because he was able to well actually second game we played different masses third game he played the right mall and then he won yeah so there was a lot of back and forth there so i i do agree that i think when a community says like yeah we don't want this in in our tournaments specifically tournaments i think friendly games if you want to play damien the most busted master in malifo except for apparently that clockwork dude harrison tall tall, tall you think tall's the most busted uh what well, okay so you said model, then I think you're right. It is Frotsham. Frotsham Key, is probably keyword. The most Toll's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Keyword. Toll t- keyword is a super busted. But like Frotsham. How's the? Uh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. How's the vampires coming? How, how are they doing? Vampires. The the, the giant. Nephil- the new nephilim. Oh, they're okay. Yeah. They're, they're they're fine. They they're fun. They're above. <laughs> Apparently the Bollywood buckets busted though. Yeah. They're fun. They're above alliteration uh, mid tier, but they're not anywhere near the power level of like the ballyhoo bucket like he said ballyhoo bucket kidnaps a model beats it to the ground and escapes and he does that every single turn by hey, itself hey john every time you don't understand <laughs> something just drink <laughs> no he's gonna get my glass is empty one second one second john you play you play gilbo so imagine and this is not an exaggeration imagine theron being able to shoot an arrow with five dice, and if it hits the defense, you put it in the middle of your crew. Just imagine that. Even if that model hasn't even activated it. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what we're talking about. That's literally mean, what we're talking wait, about. Wait, so you're saying that you, the Theron player, pinning somebody up against terrain where they literally can't move, so their stack of like five, you know, influence is wasted, is, yeah. was not stupid. But then I couldn't kill him, though. I couldn't just like, ah, come over here, I'm going to beat your ass. Right. Take you off the table. It was just like, it was control. What I literally said is literally the exact same. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even exaggerating. It's literally Theron shooting, but with five dice instead of three. If you hit their defense, you put it in the middle of your crew. I, Pete knows that's true, because that's literally what he did to my master the other day. Yeah, that's so we figured out <laughs> why the Ballyhoo bucket got, got basically Bam. banned. Yeah. Because... That's exactly what it did, John. It basically was like, cool, you're in the middle of my crew now. It just beats it into the ground. He picked my master, though, and my master is a little bit more chunky. It's like saying uh, Anvil. So literally, he dropped Anvil in the middle of your crew, so it took forever for him to kill her. And that's it. Wow, you're throwing out some really old names. I was like, wow, Anvil? What is that? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah Blacksmith. Yeah, I remember that. No, but the idea is to make sure that you understand what I we're talking I jumped on about. that bandwagon for a little bit. Yeah, everybody that plays Malifaux knows exactly what we're talking about because they've seen Balahoo Bucket, but you haven't. Listen, and... all the factions in the game, it's like a bicycle. Everybody gets a ride with Pete. It's okay. You know? <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. You won't touch the Explorers. I played I played McCabe Explorer, so that, that is was not you know better than that. You played McCabe, not Explorer. And plus Chris was playing him. <laughs> so I, actually I did play um I did play old uh, Teddy Roosevelt there. I played uh what's his face? Ooh, 
I was gonna say one of the questions. I'm, 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 I might as well say it right now. If sure. Weird made a character in John Stokes' image, what would it be and why? I believe it's an action. I was like, I mean, don't we already have Apex? I don't know, John. John, If if you were in the late 1800s, what would a character look like if he was based off John Stokes? (laughs) What the fuck kind of question is that? No, no, for real, for real. Who asked this question? (laughs) This yours, Pete? It it was. I feel like any kind of John Stokes character has to have a beer. I think Cooper fit like 90% of all those lines. Dixon, John would have to be in that Tri Chi brewery. He'd yeah, have to be. About to say, he'd have to be drinking the, uh, with the drunk monks. <laughs> the goblin. The that drunk sounds monk. fun. That sounds fun. I could get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's like uh, drunken boxing uh, kind of fighting. You know. Oh yeah, fun. <laughs> I mean, it is There's, fun. <laughs> you would like Malifaux, just you have nobody to play with, so that's sad. Right. That's a big issue. I mean, I mean, I used to play Gilbaba myself. Let's be honest. You did that, well. So wait. So is it Asheville or Nashville? Ash, North Carolina. Asheville. Yeah. There's a there's a meta up there, aren't there? Isn't there? Isn't that where Mave is? And no, they're further uh, central. All right. Well, thought, Dixon, we this go question's... to a tournament in Asheville? No. <laughs> nope. Raleigh. <laughs> Other side <laughs> of the state. That's three to state. four hours away. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Dixon, this Close question is specifically <laughs> for you. So this okay. is specifically a Dixon question. Dixon. I'm going to combine this, but what is the uh, best arms of an angel or Jesus take the wheel moment for you? In, like in the podcast or in any game that I've ever had? Just maybe it, just just gaming in general could be the podcast, but yeah. So in gaming in general, that game that I told you about, uh, uh, it's still fresh in my mind because I, I got to meet the guy. Uh, his name is Dutch. Uh, he is awesome. And I think it salted me to him because he wanted to befriend me. But like every now and then he would still get mad at me whenever we like play a game or something. So that that was the Indian Arms of the Angel was me assassinating him bottom of one because it was just like, yeah, I mean, we had a good friendship. But yeah. And then the other one is uh, oof, Jesus take the wheel. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've had games against. Uh, great players online where I'm just like, Jesus, just take the wheel. One of those many Hamlin games that we played? No, not even. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every single game that I played with Hamlin was Jesus, take the wheel against you. Every single one. It literally, especially the ones with uh, Kirai. Holy crap. I, there were times I'm just like, just just tell me when you're done summoning shit. <laughs> the Sebastian too, or Seamus too was Sebastian Baker was. Uh, oh my god, those are pretty nasty Dixon, too. You, you yeah, can't say you bad. weren't singing in the arms of an angel when you were Nephilim stomping Somer. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I actually, uh, uh, you're singing just, it for me. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, the the <laughs> so true. Oh, so by the way, Stokes, so you can join into this. Pete wants to play what is pretty much worse than the cat, the rat catchers in in, in Gilbo before they were even fixed. That this model is worse than that. That entire yeah. keyword is we worse all know. than that. 
right? We all know Pete does this. So he, he tries. No, no, no. I compensate, <laughs> right? I so jump I went, to the hotness, but then I go to the trash. Right, right. No, no. So like, so like he says, like Dixon, I think there's something here. I'm so like, they call Pete, me the trash panda. There's nothing here. It's like, no, no. no I think I've, there's something. Here. I've heard that shit before. That same shit. Oh, I think there's something here. I think it could be really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could be really good. No, so, the fuck it can't, Pete. <laughs> so like, I, I literally said to Pete, it's like Pete, I'm gonna play Lucius, who's the worst master that I know how to play. Uh, and I'm just going to throw it in my AU and see what happens. I send him the list, and he's like, two matures? And I'm like, when have you ever seen me play Lucius without two matures? And he's like, well, it's going to be a problem. I'm like, Pete, if you can't beat Lucius, I don't know what to tell I you. Think, <laughs> I think Chris has a story here. So there was a team tournament we did for War Machine, Yeah. right? So I was playing Circle. I Chris was probably playing that stupid Undead Crix faction. And then Matt was playing something. And... It was round two. No, it might have been round three. I think it was. Mm. And I Retribution was just a bad matchup for for um, for Wormwood, which was the OP master. Oh I wanted yeah! To play. Oh I, was God, like, I, I was like, I was like, I know this is bad, but I want to play it anyways, and I'm gonna put There's it something on the here. table. There's something there, Chris. <laughs> believe me. There's something here. It was like Chris is like, you just needed to win one game, Pete. <laughs> oh my God! It was bad. You always do this. You Pete jumps on the hot <laughs> shit can't quite win it all then he like guilty conscience i'm gonna i'll play the bad stuff you know there's something, something there there's something there you know it's some of that there. some of that catholic guilt i don't know what to tell you no it was we what brought three different masters yeah. or casters and then he literally cho- chose, chose the, the worst one, one. <laughs> that you should never play against retribution like never ever play this master this caster against retribution so and pete was like i just wanted to play it so i just i hadn't played it yet today i really wanted to play it i'm like but all you had to do was pick any other master like your other two were better no okay so like to the listeners that don't know anything about war machine this is basically so uh photon just put a picture of a raccoon just stealing food it's, from a it's cat it's a trash panda man it's a trash it's panda. trash panda so this is there's no equivalent in malifaux uh this entire thing the 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 caster that, that pete is using relies on not being able to get shot at by just being stealth right but the entire faction that he's playing against basically ignores stealth and all manner of, of line of sight stuff. Their weakness, quote unquote, was that they hit like pillows. They actually don't hit that hard, but they hit so many shots that eventually they're going to kill you. So Pete's like, there's a game there and just gets immediately trashed by them. <laughs> we didn't make it past turn one, boys. We didn't do it. <laughs> terrible teammate. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you know things i i make bad decisions that's like uh (laughs) so i hadn't played malifaux i went to the houston gt last year and i hadn't played malifaux in like maybe a month or so right uh because i went to like vegas and i had like a bunch of you know things going on and i get round one of that tournament for some reason i decided to pick the most like rude goldberg like complex keyword with somer two which is basically just a bunch of like if a happens and b happens and c happens and you might score a point you just cast i decided to drop something. that round one i forgot how to play the game so i didn't know what was going on <laughs> and by the way it is a very very true to the word group goldberg machine because if any point fails the entire thing fails so like pete is doing this overly complicated thing hoping to get a point and then every every, every turn basically something went wrong oh crap something went wrong oh crap <laughs> You went wrong. <laughs> it is. I don't know. You, listen, I tell people, and that's why 
the Joe quote always will stay around. You always do this, Pete. You always do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we, that, we that, have our nature. We the can't time, avoid it. the time that you didn't do that, the time that he went against the grain basically and went with like the strong stuff of Guild. That's the one time that you won a tournament in Malifaux, right? That's true. <laughs> the one Malifaux tournament I won is because I just smashed Guild Hoffman on the board yep. and just won. It's true. Uh oh. Uh oh. Lost Dixon. Puerto Rican rainstorms. Lost him in the rain. It's That's the, all right. It's We're the wild pivot. dog pack. They yep. ate the <laughs> Dixon's being eaten alive by the chupacabra. Uh, so uh, I will Stokes. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to you on this. What is the most negative play experience you've ever had in tabletop gaming? Just Thresher. something that was so terrible. Thresher. The Thresh Apocalypse. Thresher. It was. I mean, it was. It was miserable. And you and you were part of it. <laughs> I played Grange more than Thresher. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You're full of shit. No. Okay, maybe <laughs> a little bit, but <laughs> no. You played the OP, and we're talking Guild Ball back farmers when Thresher came out, and it was just like everybody had these sticks that were like what thirteen or fifteen inches. Yeah. Because Thresher could come kill you from that fucking far yeah, was away. Like, and this it was is miserable. The th- this is the threat. This is the Thresher threat range stick. You got to stay away right. from him this far. <laughs> On a three by three board, yeah, okay. So, who's the person that was able to abuse you the most with the farmers in a tournament? Did you have like a really terrible experience in a tournament, or you just hated them? No, it was just all around. Yeah, just all around, just too good. I think so it much two. It was so much two inch reach. They yeah. had a no, bunch of three like, inch reach. Three inch. He was only on one thresher, with three inch yeah. reach. Yeah, I was talking about the crew in general, but oh yeah, yeah. him, him for sure, yeah. No, he was the only one. It was just the rest of them were fine, but that one, Jesus. Well, and it, they were in a bad spot too because they didn't want to nerf it because technically it wasn't released yet. So for like a year almost, it was just wrecking the community. Yeah. Now let me tell you a bad one. So last the last Middle Earth tournament, I went. I took Merkwood Rangers, like Legolas and all the elves. Like they're all wearing pajamas and they got bows. That's their whole thing. <laughs> and my last, the last round I go up against Rivendell elves with Galadriel and Galadriel cast her blinding light shit, which pretty much says you can't shoot at us. We're too bright. And they have armored elves versus pajama elves. Well, I Seems good. got waxed. I mean, just <laughs> fucking waxed. Oh, so bad. The hard did you, counter. Did you throw the hat? That's the real question. No, because as soon as I walked up to the table, I knew it. Like, you, you, you knew sometimes, it was done. That's, that's the problem with Middle Earth. Sometimes you walk up to the table and you're like, yep, I can't win this one. There's nothing that I can do to win this one. And that was that's one fair. of them. It was bad. Can they, like, can you miscast? I don't remember Middle Earth very well. Can you, like, fail uh, the cast? And... Uh, Not like shit on, like, Blinding Light. It's like a 2 plus on a D6. I mean, you're going to hit that. It just stays up. I think the uh, Dixon just said there was a power outage. I think the dogs got into the uh, generator. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, so I, I used to live out in the country, kind of like around, like what you, you kind of live in Stokes, except for a little more rural when I was growing up. And we'd lose power if like a squirrel, you know, like fried on the lines or something. <laughs> I don't live out in the country at all. I live next to a, big, like, a pretty decent sized city. You do, but you kind of live out. A little just bit just because there's mountains around. I mean. That's fair. <laughs> but I think, man, what would be my biggest negative play experience? I would say me, just me in general. <laughs> yeah, Stokes not being able to beat him in a big tournament game. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. You, I think I think I lost every not championship game against Basically, you. Basically, but, but, any, but anytime you. it was anytime it was for prizes, I'd like lose by like two or four or something. It was we had that dude. We had that hunter on hunter championship game. That was pretty sick. Oh, that was the big beer city one. They're like thirty something player one. Yeah. Yep. yep. That so fun. that was fun. But no, I think the biggest, I think the biggest negative play experience is honestly just when. When you play against something that's, it's kind of like the farmer thing, but to me, it's more general. Whenever I feel like there's no agency, right? <laughs> Whenever it's like, hey, I literally can't walk, or you are making it where I'm dead just for activating, or I can't play the game, or yeah. you're making me discard my cards, or you're making me, you know, just you're taking away influence, you're taking away resources, and it's almost like people are doing that just to troll you, just to make the game yeah, sluggish yeah, yeah. and slow and stupid. Um, yeah, I hate that kind Theron of stuff. Hunters? Stop talking about my Theron Hunters. Not specifically, more like, to me, I feel like you get that more in like Magic the Gathering, yeah. where it's like some people just build crap just to make your gameplay experience like terrible. The, the worst the I'd say Morticians probably did that the worst. Yeah, the worst one is like any one of your new players and you're kind of learning the rules and people want to get you with the fucking gotchas. Oh. Like, oh, and they, and they just watch you do something and they're like, are you sure you want to do that? And you have like, yeah, I guess. I don't know why. And then you do <laughs> it. Like, oh, well, ha ha. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> like that's that's just a bullshit move. I mean, those kind of players, the ones that, that run new players off. Yeah, I would say that that I mean, not even new players. I think that's if you're just in a casual game with somebody right. and they're like, I'm going to charge that model. And in Guild Ball, you had models with unpredictable movement, right? right? So it's like, cool, you ended near me. I'm going to two-inch away. Now you don't get to attack and you can't charge again and all this other right. stuff. Right. It's any game. Unless it's freaking top table. It's top table. I'm not giving you anything. Yeah. But if it's casual games or a newer player stuff, any kind of gotchas or you can do this, but oh, guess what? I'm immune to it. I ignored or some shit any, across any game. That's such a bad experience for people. It is. Yeah. And there's times where it's like um, there's there's a... A rule in Malifaux, it's called hostile work environment, where basically if you're within six inches of that model, you can't target a friendly model in that bubble. So like if you want to heal them or if you want to do this to them. So there will be times where I, I I did this with Dixon. I was like, hey, remember that dude's in hostile work environment. So if you're trying to heal him or save him, don't waste your time. <laughs> like it's not happening right now. Um, And we'll come back to that because actually Chris has some pretty, Chris gets pretty spun up, man. Um, oh, not as much as Ewan, because Ewan always felt like <laughs> it felt like every game Chris Ewan was having a negative play experience. Do you remember when he got yelled at in uh, Spring Fling because he was he wasn't yelling at his opponent, but he was cussing and swearing a lot, and somebody actually had to come over to the TO and say like, "Hey, this dude's being a little bombastic and like cussing, and it's pretty bad." <laughs> Somebody else reported him from another table. Yes. I'm trying to remember which one that was. I think that was, was it my first or second. I think it was my second spring fling that he went to. Yeah. yeah spring fling was a blast. <laughs> it was. We got to gotta make that a thing again once we figure out what games are good again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please, Shatterpoint, be good. Yeah. Let's make Shatterpoint good. Make <laughs> Shatterpoint a great game. I still got my Make America Rage Again shirt. Yeah. I just saw that the other day. I hey, also have a. Hey Chris, we we did tournament ones that we. Hey, hey Chris. Yeah. What's your biggest biggest negative play experience? 
my biggest negative play experience with any game? Anything. Um, because you get pretty salty a lot of times. I think that the most recent one with the with the guy with uh, Agent Sigmar would probably take the cake. I mean, there's was that the time pretty... when you were arguing about line of sight? You were getting a little spicy yeah. then. I was. Well, so and here's here's the thing, John. So he was playing with the new, you know, it's Games Workshop, so new new faction, the wheel turns and it comes to that faction or whatever. The new stuff came out and it really heavily focused on cannons, which is what, you know, Pete and I were talking about earlier. He won the whatever because he only had two squads. He had one squad of all his cannons and one squad of his troops. So there's no way that I could win the drop. So he won the drop. So he got to place the terrain and he placed the terrain all the way around the outside. So, so it was, was just no open terrain field. in the middle, open field. And the TO actually even walked over and was like, see, I would, I would, have, I should stop this. I would have stepped in, but he was like, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you're like oh yeah I, I see a douche canoe here but I'm yeah, all allow it <laughs> yeah. and I was, ar- yeah, I was ar- arguing about line of sight because in the rules it doesn't it doesn't exactly explain line of sight which is one of the dickest things of games workshop that I've ever experienced in my entire life it doesn't explain the rule and I'm like dude you can't can't see them I'm like oh but I can see a foot or I can see an arm <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you got to think. These are like troops. They're kind of moving around. Yeah, they don't just stand there with the legs wide open. And you could see through, you know. But it, the judge was like, no, it's it doesn't say that he can't do it that way. And I'm like, it doesn't say that he can it, either. That's, that's a Games Workshop problem because Middle is. Earth is the same way. Yeah, I've had the yeah. same fight where I was playing Eagles one time and you know, they got these big-ass wings. And you could see some feathers on the tip of a wing so over he's like, a house. I see that feather. I'm like, what the fuck? But then I didn't have line of sight because my eye couldn't see him. Oh yeah, your feather can't see back now. Yeah, so it's a games it workshop was, problem. Yeah, it was that one, and I was I was trying to understand with the to, and the to wasn't explaining. You guys were it. going in circles. Like, he was just like, you just can't, and I'm like, well, why can't you? Because it doesn't say. Which and you're coming from a game of Malifaux where it's like, oh, this is size three. That you know, it's very clear in Malifaux. It's very clear cut, and that's that's it was the dis the disconnect. I was trying to understand how he could, and the TO wasn't explaining how he could. He was just saying, that's he can't, and I'm like, but but how? Like, <laughs> I don't understand how. He just can't. I'm like, dude, you've got to so give me like... part of that is... Be- I feel like that's an overcompensation because if you've ever played 40K, 40K is true line of sight in a lot of their editions, which means if you can see it, you can shoot it. So literally yeah. you have people getting down, you know, eyeball to table and be like, oh, I can see your gun coming out of the window. Yeah. Pretty dumb. But I... So I also played Necromunda back in the day. Um, and Necromunda actually has line of sight rules like that. Like... If you can see this much, but it's only this much, and you really can't see type thing. Yeah. And it had that in the rules. So Games Workshop has some some of their games, it is explained pretty eloquently, but all the rest of them, it's just, they're just like, oh, who cares? I don't care. 
as long as you buy my shit, I'll be okay. Yeah. So that was probably the most negative play experience that I've had, so... and 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 <laughs> and it compounded with for that tournament there was only four of us, which sucked, and the TO decided just to give the dude who was the biggest dick all the winnings, and I'm like, why wouldn't you award other Spread people that out so a they bit. spend money at the store and. Literally, no one bought anything from the store, and I told, and it was a a, a step in to because the other to was doing family stuff. It was a Christmas tournament, and uh, I told the to that, and he was like, "I don't care if the store makes any money," and I'm like, "Well, there's your problem right there." So. I, I will say my I'm I'm switching a little bit because I just thought of this when I started thinking about Chris and I playing games. I don't remember ever in Malifaux specifically, probably in Guild Ball, because I did get pissed off in Guild Ball. I can't remember being as mad as I was as when I played your Nexus, Chris, in Jacksonville, where I wanted to punch your face in. Yeah, I remember that game. That was a fun game. I enjoyed it. I was like, (laughs) it was the last round we were playing for top, top position, and you played that busted crap where... You can send damage to whatever models as long as they're in range, and you can heal and heal models within range. And it was irreducible, and it was just effing miserable. And I, I, I wanted to be. I think we only got to maybe what turn four, and I was like, "Eff it, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing got, this crap yeah, anymore." We got a long way to oh, go. Oh, did you I'm rage not, quit? He did. He raged. Hey, quit this isn't called to stay calm and play through the whole game podcast, okay? So, but. But the whole concept is the final round. I play the list I'm most comfortable with, and that was the list I was most comfortable the, with. You mean we the got the most games. list? <laughs> it, it, it was. It also was the douchiest list. <laughs> I like the douchey things. Uh, yeah, I was pretty mad in that. I so I will say, especially in a tournament recently, that's probably the one where I got the most salty because it, you just. And I was actually talking with John about this when you were getting up, Chris, that I hate games like that where it just it feels like no matter what you do, it's just lost. Like I'm trying to spin out of this and you're just spinning deeper and deeper into, you know, the mud and you can't get out of it. Uh, let's see here. I think that gets most of the questions. There's a couple other uh, random ones. I guess the last one we can ask that's pretty good is if you could flip a table versus one person, who would it be? So if you got so mad and you could flip a table onto somebody just to throw their miniatures all over them, who would it be? I mean, mine mine's going to be the same answer that I've been giving this entire episode. <laughs> that one dick. That, that one. I'm not going to. I'm not going to name him because I don't want people to, to hate on him or anything like that. But he's totally yeah, that's fine. I would. I don't know if I have a specific person in mind. Um, I'm just going to name like the Texas meta. I think the Malifaux Texas meta, because I think they would enjoy seeing me flip a table and, you know, seeing the rage pour out of me. I I feel like that would be Texas seems like the kind of dudes that wouldn't, you know, they're either going to love it or they're going to shoot me. So, you know, either way, it's good. (laughs) I thought you were going to say like Chris, you and like, you'd like to flip a table playing Chris. I, I never had any problems with Chris. It's John. more it's more fun to just poke him until he flips the table. <laughs> <laughs> so you would actually get Chris Ewan to flip the table. 
Okay. I can respect I, uh, that. I enjoyed the games that I played against him in War Machine. I mean, he was a good player. He was aggressive in a lot of circumstances. Yeah, but you like playing against aggressive players because you can... Uh, you're good at kind of blunting the attack coming in. So you, you give him like, hey, I know you're impatient. Go hit this, and then you kill him. And I kill him. Yeah, exactly. And I can't tell you how yeah. many times I did that to Yoon, but I wish he played more. I wish he didn't take a hiatus. Yeah, I mean, he's just a he's a working fool right now, so he doesn't play. He basically goes and gets his comic book signed and then goes to work. That's about it. All right, John. Well, I think uh, that's all the questions. I mean, you don't, uh, you're not doing a lot of tabletop gaming, but uh, we're going to turn this into I, a Shatterpoint con- podcast soon. There we go. So if if we yeah. can get Shatterpoint up and running, I'll fly you out to Wichita. Is it is it out? <laughs> no, uh, j- next month. I thought it was. I thought it was like was. I thought it was later this month. It's June. June. Yeah. June. Next. Yeah. Next month. Okay. Yeah, because I, I can with what that. Anakin, yeah, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka, yeah. battle droids. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was showing John. It's like, dude, I want to play some of those like mercenary dudes. Oh yeah, you sent it's me the got, cad uh, the Cad Bane pictures. Yeah, Cad yeah. Bane. Freaking Ewoks yeah. are coming out. That's that's amazing. I played, dude. How many? Have you found that? Obviously, I think it's this way. But like, so Russ is a little older than me. Uh, and I feel like his generation of Star Wars fans like hate Ewoks, whereas like our age group loves Ewoks. Oh, I love, okay. I love Ewoks. It's yeah. cause, probably because they got excited about what was the name of that freaking Ewok movie, like Caravan of something. Yeah, that was so bad. I loved it, dude. Don't talk oh. bad on it. Had uh, oh. what was the what was the Ewok's name? It was uh, it's the little kids in, in those movies that are so terrible. Well, that's, Ewoks that's awesome. fair. Yeah, it was Wicked. Wicked. It was Wicked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hate on Wicked, man. A Shatterpoint's an atomic mass game. Yep. Yeah. It's, I think with the, it's, if you like my Crisis Protocol, then maybe they, they kind of started there, and then I think hopefully they fixed the Crisis Protocol problems. And I enjoyed Crisis Protocol. I still have I still have Crisis Protocol stuff. I just oh, wasn't a, ton. a very good scene around here. I've got a ton. I just well, that was really... one of those games that was run by Evan... And then people stop playing. It wasn't bad. It just kind of got redundant. The scene, the, you know. I the, agree with it was, that. It was like the same thing over and over. You just move the things around. Like go pick this up and stand near this. That's that's all you do. Yeah. So if if Shatterpoint can do a little bit of what Malifaux does for like VP wise, because I think that's why Malifaux is one of those games where you can just grind a crap ton of games because the victory conditions are always different. You can bring a model. The terrain can be different. You can switch masters. So if Shatterpoint can do that, where it's like, you know, you can win by killing stuff. You can win by holding objectives. You can win by destroying terrain, pushing the button. Maybe like a, in, even some infinity type missions. Uh, I think that would be really cool. And I think it would do really well to do that. I don't remember how um, Legion scored. How did you score with Legion? Uh, Legion, it was dependent on, I think there were different missions and a lot of it had to do with holding areas. If I remember correct. The problem with Legion though, is like, I was playing empire and I wanted Vader to be like a killing machine. And he always got shot down by some rebels. Before he yeah. He was too him, slow. He's like walking. He's just like, huh. <laughs> and you're right. He just got shot. 
I played pre Vader, so I didn't. I think Vader was the. I think he was in the starter, was like the first yeah. box to come out. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay, well then I Just, didn't play against Vader at all then. Because he was terrible. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, you were better off just bringing like the vehicles and the other commanders. Right. I think it's changed, but it was more like just put a, put a lot out there and just shoot away. Yeah, I have high hopes for Shatterpoint though, because one, it's skirmish. I think skirmish games are just better in general as far as getting a community to buy into it. Because when you only have to buy, you know, eight models versus thirty, there's no comparison. Yeah, easier to travel with for tournaments. Yep. I mean, that's big. But usually cheaper to get into because you don't need a hundred models or whatever, depending on what game you're playing. Yep. Yeah, so I think that was a great move. I think Atomic Mass, if they can just get a, a strong rule set behind it, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, core rules are out. Um, I like to read rule books. Yeah, I'll probably, I got a buddy who does a lot of the Star Wars stuff. He does the uh, the RPG games for Star Wars. He does Legion. He does X-Wing. So I'm going to, when I go up to visit him in Kansas, I'll, uh, I'll definitely choose his ear about it and see what he thinks. You got what, 12 days left? 12 days, man. Uh, I don't know. What do I got? Let's see here. That's uh, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, yeah, probably about 12, 11, 12 days. Yeah, it's crazy. You leave the 15th, right? Yep. Wheels do up. They have, do they have internet in Kansas? Yes, they have internet in Kansas. John, I'll have you know. It's not Dial Oklahoma, up. for God's sake. <laughs> That's good. It's not, not the Dakotas. I mean, Oklahoma. It's not Asheville. Ha- Oklahoma has Oklahoma City. Kansas doesn't have Kansas City. Yeah, they do. So there's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri. I'll have you know. Nobody cares about that. Well, so your statement was false. I'm just correcting it. It's <laughs> okay. It's not the good part, but there is a Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. I think the best part of Kansas City, Kansas, the only I should say the only part that's good, you would say, is that's where the NASCAR track is. I can't believe you just did a well. Actually, to me, actually, well, actually, <laughs> I have glad- Hold on. I think. Oh, here we go. Hold on. On here. Well, actually, actually. <laughs> glasses I never wear. I thought you were gonna break out some sound clip or something on me. I didn't know what was going no, on. No, man, you're, you're, dude, you're the one that ran the soundboard for like Holy the week, so like what month or so? <laughs> that was probably the worst audio time of the entire podcast. <laughs> so there, there's a Malifaux podcast. It's the Students of Conflict, and they started. They did an episode where they added a couple soundboard things, and I was like. Be careful of the soundboard because it it sounds good in practice, but it's usually terrible. Right, right. It's like that's that's kind of like reminds me of like the shock jock, uh, like nineties, you know, radio station jockeys with all their crazy <laughs> like little soundboard things, slide whistles and shit going <laughs> off. So, Chris, you're saying there's a chance to play Malifaux again? Okay. Yeah, I'll. I got probably see all my miniatures right there. I think, I think Asheville and Charleston are just two weird areas that the it's kind of like herding cats with with the gamers here. It's yeah, like it unless you play Magic, it's or board games. It's really kind of hard to find like a a group to play a game you like, or a group that will meet at a, on a regular basis. Yeah for a game that you like i mean there are people who are all about yeah i'm gonna play i'm gonna play but then don't ever play yeah i uh i wish i lived in an area that was more 
geared towards some of these games like Atlanta or something like that. So one, one of the benefits of where I'm going, man, more game stores, more games. Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. I appreciate you guys coming on and reminiscing, uh, even though my network's struggling oh, in South thanks Carolina. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it was good talking to you again, John. I got to – trust me, Asheville's always one of those places where – Reen and I always like going to, so you're you're never a threat of never being seen again. And Chris, we have family, so we we got to come. We have family and friends. We got to come back down this way. So, but I think we'll leave the 200th episode there. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel uh, because that's where we're going to do the giveaway stuff. And until next time, I guess I got to say both here. Make sure that you're flipping cards, flipping tables, and then throwing dice and throwing salt. We'll see you all next time.